Thank you for tuning in to another fun episode with your favorite mask moms, Jennifer. That's me, Lori. Hi. And Juliana. Hey. As you know, we love to talk about dining at Disney. Planning your advanced dining reservations is a huge part of the fun and excitement when planning any Disney trip. Meals are attractions in and of themselves. We've always said that food at Disney is like the fifth theme park. But lately, it's been a little harder to get into those popular and more coveted dining locations. Maybe it's because dining gets booked later in the planning process now at 60 days prior to check-in, or maybe it's because capacity is still reduced or staffing and cast members has become a challenge. But whatever the reason, frankly, we think that there are others out there, other destinations, other restaurants out there that may be worth your time and tummy space. So what we've done for you today is we've chosen four off-the-beaten-path table service options for you and one lounge in the Walt Disney World area to sample and review for you. You're welcome. And we're so excited to let you in on those hidden gems and secrets. But first, of course, we can't do anything, especially talk about food, without our Mouska cocktail. So Lori, what are we drinking today? All right, so keeping in mind with the off-beaten path theme, we have chosen a cocktail at the, or cocktails, at the Nomad Lounge. Um, the Nomad Lounge is located just off of Tiffin's Restaurant in Animal Kingdom. So if you are heading towards Pandora, it is on your right-hand side there. Um, they do not take reservations, but I they- am the map. <laughs> <laughs> So very detailed. Sorry. Go ahead. It is. I literally can see it in my head. To the left is the photo with I okay. Um, so they don't take reservations, but they will take your name and offer you a call back on your cell phone when the table's ready. They have drinks and little snacks. Um, and they actually do have entrees for the kiddos and indoor and outdoor seating. I prefer the outdoor seating, but it is a super relaxing area. It actually looks onto one of the small rivers um that is going around Animal Kingdom. Um Absolutely love it. Uh, this was one of the places that I really didn't know about beforehand. Um, Hidden so gem. It I is. love this place. Like the atmosphere, like you were saying, is so chill. The inside is beautiful, but outside is just like, it's like comfy, like bar couches, you know, yes. and it's outside. And you almost forget that you're in Disney, to be yeah. honest. It just yeah. looks like you're in this chill place in Florida looking at like the the, the waterfront. And when we th- we were there, it started to rain, and it was actually so nice to sit yep. there while the rain was falling into the water, and we were just sitting there. But I want to just – I know that we're supposed to be talking about a cocktail, but you mentioned the, the entrees for kids because I never looked at Nomad Lounge because I'm always at Disney with my kids. I got to go there with you guys because we didn't have kids. But, hey, they've got stuff to keep your kids busy, entire meals for your kids, small plates for the adults, but meals for kids. I thought that was a really cool thing. But more importantly, I'm sorry to digress. What did we drink? Okay, so we have, so there's lots of different drinks there and lots of variety of cocktails and wines. So the two we're going to talk about is, you guys tried them. So Juliana, you like the Tempting Tigress. Um, I love these names, by the way. (laughs) This one, Shocker, had bourbon in it. Right, duh. (laughs) Um, All Spice Dram syrup and lime juice. So you liked this one, correct? I did. It was delicious. So the tamarind syrup was like a little bit of a tang. Um, it wasn't too sweet. It was spicy and tangy and bourbony, which I love. It was, it was, it was, it was delicious. I loved it. I love the whole menu here, but this one was my favorite for sure. And then Jen, you had the snow leopard salvation, which is if I, that day I did not feel like drinking at that moment, but this is the one I would have picked. It is snow leopard vodka, a uh, pear liqueur, mint, uh, lime juice topped with ginger beer, which I am all about. But you liked this one. I loved this one. And I had planned on drinking this ahead of time because in one of our other podcast episodes, I think with Trisha, um, the not so, scary, so not so evil stepmother, 
Um, we talked about this one. This one, a portion of the proceeds always goes to the foundation to save the snow leopards. So that was kind of cool. And so it's one of their signature drinks. It was delicious. I was really torn between this one and they have a drink on their menu called Jen's Tattoo, <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of felt obligated to get, but then the charity factor kind of one-upped it. But this, this was delicious. I would get this every single time that I, that I go. Yeah. Which should be every single time. Which like should, I think it's yeah. safe to say that Nomad Lounge was definitely a favorite hidden, one of our favorite hidden gems. Like we definitely off the beaten path, approve of this one, seek it out. Yeah. And the other cool thing, do you girls remember that when we were sitting, cause we were sitting there for like three hours, <laughs> one glorious. of the cool things, um, because cavalcades are happening still in animal kingdom and they're happening in Animal Kingdom on the waterways. So we got to see the cavalcades as they came by without even getting up or putting our drink down, which is always a mouse bonus. So. We didn't even have to shove any kids out of the way. It was no. great. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, I think there was a child on the railing, which we might have just bumped. Probably eating his out. full entree. Probably <laughs> deserved it. <laughs> you probably deserved it. Oh, my stars. <laughs> On that note. So, like I said, we love Nomad Lounge. And so we think that you should do it. No reservation required. We think that's a huge bonus. So that's Animal Kingdom. Let's look yes. in at the three other parks. Like, we've picked one from each of the three other parks. So how about we start with Magic Kingdom? Always a good one. Yes. Always always the one everyone <laughs> starts with, right? Yeah. So I... I Magic Kingdom has like all the character meals that people try to do in the parks, like the really classic ones, Crystal Palace with Winnie the Pooh, Cinderella's Royal Table with all the princesses. What's the other one? Am I missing one? Oh, Be Our Guest does Be have guest. Beast in dinner or did. I don't know. Yeah, he's still there. Who has what now? I, I really haven't. I'm yeah, not sure. Be Beast, Beast is, is there, there for dinner. But we don't have Pooh and Friends, right? No. Or do we? Are they no, back? No. No. Anywho, that's not neither here nor there because the restaurant that we think people should pay more attention to in Magic Kingdom is Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen, better known as the Skipper Canteen. I was going to say Skipper Canteen. <laughs> yeah, Skipper Canteen. So this restaurant opened like six years ago. And I remember reading it then and seeing the menu and being like, I need to try this. I'm definitely going to recommend it to clients. It looks really good. I love the idea of a table service lunch in Magic Kingdom to just sort of chill out. I don't, I've done the character meals. They're great. Um, but I like this one for just a regular break in your middle of the day meal. When it opened though, it was not a lot of fanfare. It wasn't like, like no. Oga's or Space 220. It, I think the menu itself is, and we'll go into it a little bit more, but it was, it's very unique. It's not your standard Disney menu. Um, there's definitely things there, but I think the initial menu kind of scares people off. Um, but plus side, you can get alcohol here. Or <laughs> and plus side, I think the scary, I don't think it's, it, let's not use scary. I think the non-traditional menu, especially when you're competing against the more kid-friendly menus or the, the ones with the characters right. or better yeah. prime locations, I think mm -hmm. those trump that for a lot of families, which means that it's usually not very difficult to get a reservation at this restaurant, which is so good for us because truly the definition of a hidden gem is that it's not a lot of people go there, but, but you should. Right. You really should because yes. the food is amazing. It's in Adventureland, which I love. It's kind of a cute little extension of the Jungle Cruise in that it's like the decor is eclectic. The waiters and staff have that same dad joke kind of humor. The menu has that humor. Mm -hmm. And the menu is fun and it's delicious. Fun. It was it's good. Fun. And and I think that, I mean, maybe not the very pickiest of eaters. They might not find something, but they, I think I'm sure they'll work with you. I'll eat anything. So it didn't really matter <laughs> to me, but let's talk about the restaurant itself. So if you're yeah. like, if you're a Jungle Cruise fan, no brainer. If you're even a Disney like history or whatever fan, this is such a great place. There are three rooms in the restaurant. 
Um, and, and there's tons of homage to Albert and Alberta Falls. The restaurant has a backstory that Alberta Falls, the daughter of Dr. Albert Falls, as, as we all know from the Jungle Cruise, was the man who discovered Schweitzer Falls. <laughs> so funny. Um, in the Jungle Cruise. So she set up this restaurant to feed the explorers. So there's a whole room dedicated to the, what is it? The SEA, the um, Society of explorers and adventurers which is mm -hmm. sort of a disney um help me out here like what's the word it's kind of like a a cult kind of disney thing yeah, of, of so these fictional characters well and if if you're old school like we are and you've been going to disney for years and years you might remember pleasure island and the adventurers mm -hmm. club there yeah. are a lot of nods to that in there like it's just i love a restaurant with a story mm -hmm. and this definitely has so many stories and so many opportunities for you to kind of like look around at the decor and in see fact, all the, the hidden the only problem with it is that I wanted to get up from my table and walk around, but people are eating and it's kind of frowned upon, especially nowadays to like stand two feet from someone while they're putting food in their mouths. So I <laughs> wasn't able to really get a good look at everything, but it's a, it's a really cool restaurant. I'd say it's one of those restaurants where you kind of forget that you're in the middle of Magic Kingdom. You walk in, you sit down, you relax, you eat, and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm still in the middle of Magic Kingdom. They've done such a good job with the theming of it that you just you forget where it's actually located at. Mm -hmm. um, and really, I you know, we Juliana, you and I just tried this and I'm I'm shocked I didn't try it before. I really think I was put off by the reviews on the food, which I'm never doing again because I know the, this was awesome. It was it so really good. Was. So was should good. let's talk about the food. Yes, let's talk about the food. Yeah. So. So it's definitely an eclectic menu. It's definitely a Pan-Asian vibe. Um, I've eaten there a couple of times and my I'm not a picky eater. My children are not picky eaters. So we went all out. The big thing that you go there to get is the there, it's always on, it's a staple on the menu. It's just called sustainable fish. And um, their description is it's not piranha. <laughs> um, and it's basically a whole fish that they deep fry and serve to you. So it comes with like the head and the tail all on and intact. It looks very um, ominous looking, but it tastes delicious. And my kids ordered that. <laughs> it sounds delicious. I'm going to get it next time. It comes with a guava habanero sauce. That sounds fantastic. So delicious. I might have yeah. to try that. I was just really feeling, yeah, when we were there, I was just really feeling the signature dish that um, is pretty basic, honestly, that tastes like chicken because it is, duh. Um, <laughs> but it's just fried chicken. It just has a sweet chili glaze on top of it and some stir fried vegetables and rice. And it, it delivered. It was what I was in the mood for, though I'm an adventurous eater. I don't think that's adventurous. And I went for it. It was what I wanted. But it was really well done. What did you get, Lori? I ended up getting the noodles. Um, so I got the Perkins Thai noodles. Um, it is, has tofu and everything in there, but I added chicken to it. That's um, right. so it was, it says, I, I think for some people it says spicy soy sauce. It has this and this it's not spicy at all. As the guy said, it's Disney spicy, which I don't like spicy food, but I can handle Disney spicy. In fact, um, that was billed as spicy. You did not think it was spicy. Yes. But we also got an appetizer of, uh, what was it? The or Orinoco Ida's Cachapas, yes. which is um, corn delicious. cakes, braised pork, roasted corn, Fresno pepper salsa, which I didn't think Fresno. Are they spicy? Lori thinks they're spicy. Actually, it was the avocado that. cream that Lori thought was spicy, which was interesting. <laughs> and I think she might have been right. <laughs> Something we, in there was spicy. But it it was they these were actually my favorite part of the whole meal. I thought they mm -hmm. were delicious. The well, they were I'm a good. They for were pork. yeah. They were very good. And I will say, for, you know, for the picky kids, you had the taste like chicken because it is it's chicken. Um, you know, and even on the kids menu, taking a look at the kids menu, you know, they have macaroni and cheese. They have things right. that the kids can eat. Right. Chicken they have nuggets, macaroni chicken. and cheese. Yeah. You can but they also it. have coconut curry for your kids if you Correct. have one that. Or if you have kids like mine, they'll just order from the adult menu because they like to spend your money. <laughs> the, other, the other great thing about this restaurant is it's really good for vegetarians and vegans. They have a lot of great 
options that are not billed on the the vegan section of the menu. They're just they're naturally. I think the noodles was one of them, isn't that a tofu yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think this I is just great. Made it not. Yeah. <laughs> I think I mean it's it really is a, a hidden gem. I a gem. I think there's something for everybody there. Um yeah. I so will say for drinks, so they have wine and beer. I did end up getting the tropical sangria, which was delicious. I had that too. Yeah. So which was a little scary at first because remember our our sangria issue at Epcot with the peach yeah. tops, the white oh. sangria. So we asked him and he said no and we got it was good. It went down it good. easy good. Like yeah. it was delicious. Honestly, I I spread mine out into two drinks because I always get a club soda to drink and it was a little sweet so I drank half of it, poured club soda in the rest. It was fantastic. It's a twofer. <laughs> It's a twofer. Here's your mouse tip. Mouse tip. Mouse tip. Salute your beverage. Anyway, so so this is an off the beaten path restaurant. Yes. We think, and and truly, like it's right smack in the middle of Adventureland, but you would walk right by it if you didn't yeah. know it was there. And it's amazing because it's a big restaurant inside. I don't I don't know how Disney magic, but whatever. It's like Mary Poppins purse. <laughs> um, so this this um, off the beaten path is a hidden gem for us. We like absolutely this one. five stars. All right. Five Mouska stars. Yeah. Well, let's talk fancy Mouska stars. Let's go to Epcot now. So there's a ton of options at Epcot to eat. And we really do often say, don't bother table service here because especially during festivals, because there's so many great bites and so many things you could eat all day long. But maybe for a special occasion or um, if you just really want a break because you're going to be there sun up to sundown and, and longer. We, we came up with our off the beaten path. I think that people really, I always find people want to do the Mexican place. Yeah. Where they want to do uh, garden grill even for the characters or actor hibachi. shoes for the characters or the hibachi. Those are ones that, that can be a little trickier. But in Canada, mm. there is oh, what, Canada. an off the beaten path steakhouse by the name of Le Cellier. I've never been, so I'm going to turn it over to you guys because I am, I'm jealous. I want to be there now. I was going to say, there's not a bad thing on this menu. I'll be honest, like, I, I just have never eaten there because it's not inexpensive, right? It's, 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 this is a fancy restaurant, signature restaurant. Yeah. And like, there's so much good food in Epcot. Yeah, that's why. But in, you guys have me convinced. So let's tell everybody else. It about is, it. it is so one being Canadian. It is, <laughs> it is truly like a wine cellar Canadian steak restaurant where you're like down in this little cave. Which is so cozy. It was so cozy. So like the cozy. atmosphere was, you know, it was the dark woods. It was the the lower ceilings. They had a fire roaring in the fireplace. Yeah, I love that. Like it the hunting just, lodge kind of thing. Yeah. Like It was the middle of July, but we just felt like you were. You were at a hunting lodge in the middle of winter, and it was cozy and delightful. And I mean, from the minute we sat down, I was like, okay, all right, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good to hear. That's it really was. good to hear. Because I like the whole vibe of the Canada Pavilion to begin with. So yes. if it's just like that and magnified, that's it's cool. It's just like that. The food is delicious. So we ended up getting the cheese and charcuterie plate, um, which is amazing. Um, yeah. There's a few really unique things on there. So one is what it, it's like. A, what is it? Um, it, was a, it was a beef fat candle. Yes. And so they lit the candle and then you have this, it, it does, <laughs> it sounds, sounds terrible. It no. sounds very bizarre, but I promise you it was the best thing I've ever put in my. So what happens? So they light the, the little round solid fat and it melts into. Um, it just like congeals a little, a little. Oh, that sounds almost fantastic. To the, it's, <laughs> well, it's almost the consistency of butter. Yeah. And so you take it with your knife and you spread it on this delicious and not like, my mouth artisanal watering. bread. Mm. And it it was really delicious. Like it was, it sounded very weird. And we kind of looked at each other and we're like, okay. But it was so good. And every piece of meat on there and every piece of cheese on there, like you had the history of where it was from. And my mouth is watering right now. I was going to say, for Canadians, there's pate, which is like a big staple that my mom used to put out. Um, 
it's it it's very so it was so good they do actually light that candle if you're with jen you might need a lighter because she kept putting it out um we called our server over like five times I her heavy breathing like, I, no because no, it kept it kept so it did its job and it was melting and then every time i stuck my knife in it i oh. must have just touched the wick or something i don't know what i did it was i was Whatever. But no, that was delicious. And then, of course, I ordered the cheddar cheese soup because, God. It's um, good. We, is it the so, same cheddar cheese soup that you get at the festival? It is. It so is. the festival, again, is great. And the funny thing is, this is a steakhouse. We did not get steak. No. <laughs> um, because the cool thing is, during these festivals, you can sample the actual steak that they serve in Le Cellier that you'll pay in Cellier a fortune to eat, like 50, 60 bucks. Um, and the cheddar cheese soup, you can sample those both outside. So we really wanted to taste some of the things that you couldn't get outside, which is why we did the charcuterie plate. And then we got... The poutine, I have never tasted something like that in my life. I'm so jealous. I need to make a reservation there just to get the poutine. I was going to say, so you do. So we got the beef bourguignon poutine, which yeah. has French uh, the French fries, obviously, and then the gooier, beef bourguignon gravy, garlic aioli, aioli, oh my God, I can't speak, aioli, yes. Yes. and truffle. And I can't, oh. I've had a lot of poutine at Epcot. That kicks every single poutine's butt. It really, I've never tasted anything that good in my life. It was, again, paired with the whole, like the comfort vibe of the restaurant. With when you said paired, food. I just immediately went to a big glass of Cabernet. <laughs> we did not. What did we have? I don't even remember what I mean, we had to drink. Poutine and Boeuf Bourguignon poutine yes. and Cabernet. With Cabernet, like, yeah. Oh, we did not do wine. I don't remember what I did. I did some sort of cocktail. I think I, I did remember. wine. I did wine, but I did white wine. It it was it, it was, was hot. It was the best. It was. That was the funniest thing about this is literally it was the <laughs> middle of July. It was so hot outside, but we really we did. We felt like You're we were in a Canadian <laughs> hunting lot. It it was so <laughs> And it was the when best you walked night. out, were you like, where are my skis? Oh, wait. Yeah. It was the best <laughs> night of my life. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Woo. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> so would you bring your kids to La Cellier? I think I would, honestly. I have a daughter who told me last night that she misses truffles. So I kind of feel like I need to take her to Yes, it is there's definitely, truffles on this. It is York. definitely pricey. So yeah. again, like... But either way, so either your kids are picky and they're just ordering from a Disney menu where they can get kid, kid picky kids food, or they're not picky and you're you need to be prepared to spend a fortune on what right. they're going to well, eat. There's that. Um, most people that go in there, they're going to order the steak. The steak is what everyone knows. It's amazing. Um, they, you know, the appetizers that I loved also that we, you know, I want to try. Next time are mussels. They had mm, tuna. Um, so they have a ton. And yeah, then we got the funniest dessert I've ever seen in my life. Um, we won't discuss <laughs> how we got it. But basically. What happened? Jen left her daughter at home for her birthday. Oh, that's like, it was her actual birthday that day. It was her day. actual birthday that day. So the server ended up bringing out a mousse mousse. It was a chocolate mousse mousse. It was a mousse mousse. It was a chocolate mousse in shape of a mousse. Oh, and we sang happy birthday to Lily, who was at home because I'm mom of the year. Well, did you video it? I probably did. Don't no, you think I, it? No, it's I not like you left picture. Lily home crying. Let's all defend no. Jen here for a minute. Lily <laughs> did you. not even care. No. <laughs> they celebrated her birthday another day and it was no big deal because that kid is practical. Yes. Anyway, yes. so how was the moose moose? It was good. We were really stuffed. We were stuffed. So no, we, were stuffed. we were not looking for a full on. I just yeah. couldn't get over the fact that it was a moose moose. It was um, very cute. That it is could very not clever. Have been any more Canadian if they tried. That's yeah. Um, so it was, it was it was a moose moose with a chocolate maple leaf on top. 
Oh, yeah, I love it. You know. So the menu here is pretty standard for a, for a steakhouse, right? Like yes. anyway, but, and like you said, you're either going to spend a lot with your kids or not. I'm thinking go for lunch and just get some appetizers and that poutine. Yeah. Like, okay, kids, we're going and you can't get anything but poutine. And definitely how we did it was great. <laughs> but, but if you're going there to experience the steak and everything, I mean, keep in mind that this is like a steak place where the steak is priced and then you everything that you add on to their it's like enhancements carte. it's all a la carte so you're not going to get out of there for less than 60 or 70 dollars a person at least yeah, at, at least, least if yeah. that's how you're it's ordering. expensive it's expensive but maybe you just want to go for the poutine but again Anywho. i think five mouska stars absolutely yeah. for this right. one and now a word from our sponsors Mouska Moms are avid travel enthusiasts, and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. So moving on to Hollywood Studios then. Um, so again, in Hollywood Studios, the ones that I always struggle to get for people, um, of course, Ogas, but now... Um, uh, 50s, um, 50s prime time and thank sci-fi you. Dine in. 50s prime time and hard ones, sci-fi dine in. It's because they rhyme, <laughs> they struggle. They I always like mix it around anyway. But one that's not always so hard to get a reservation for is Hollywood Brown Derby, and it surprises me that it's um not always hard to get a reservation for because this is like the big old Hollywood, um. This is the restaurant I kind of think of when I think of Hollywood Studios because it's modeled after the Hollywood heyday in the 20s. There was a Hollywood Brown Derby restaurant and all that. Um, but you can get in here and they serve the famous Cobb salad and the famous grapefruit cake and then the adapted grapefruit cake martini. Lori's been a couple of times. Jen and yeah. I have been. I've been a couple of times. Jen's been once. Um what do we think about this one? What do we What do we think about the atmosphere? The atmosphere is cool. It's a throwback. It's all the, the things I love about really Hollywood cool. Studios. Yeah. yeah, the atmosphere is amazing. It's old school Hollywood. It's you know it has a lot of history in it. Club Thirty Three is located inside it by the bathrooms. Um, not it's, that you can see it. <laughs> not that you can see it, but you can see the <laughs> elevator. Um, but no, it's a really again, it's one of those restaurants that kind of transports you out of the park. Um, but still ties into it. Mm -hmm. um, and the theming is really, really good on it. I think that's where we're going to stop when it comes to agreeing with things. Yeah, we don't this, agree on this one. We don't. This is one of my favorite restaurants across that's, Disney. Yeah. So, so yeah, it used to be one of mine. I used to, but then I went back and as, as an adult and, and was underwhelmed. At, at I that. went once and that's enough. <laughs> Yeah. So, so we disagree, but we did put it on the, on the off the beaten path restaurant because it is it not is. as difficult to get into as others. It's, um, it's off I, the beaten path. Yeah. And I love, I think they finally have reopened the um, cafe on the side, the, the lounge to, yes, to table service there as well it, it, for a very long time pre post COVID it was just cocktails and walk up and it's still first come first serve. You can sit down now and I think order a couple of things from a small menu. Um, much like Nomad Lounge is operating, I would imagine. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I like that option for this. Um, um, and I love, like you said, I love the the whole lore of Hollywood Brown Derby. There's a bunch of um, paintings and pictures with signatures on them. And some of them, I think it's what, the ones in the gold frames are from the original restaurant in Hollywood. Is yeah. that right? I think, I think so, so, yeah. So again, a really cool place to walk cool around. Vibe. Absolutely cool vibe. So yeah. what did we eat? Did we get an appetizer? We loved the appetizer. We did. We did. I think we definitely got the staples. We definitely knew we needed to try the cob salad. We definitely yeah. knew we wanted the the grapefruit martini or grapefruit cake martini. I think wow. we also got the grapefruit cake. So we got yeah. the staples. That's right. We didn't get an appetizer. We got the lobster mac and cheese. That was what it was. That's yes. what it was. Yes. Right. That one was good. Every, the lobster and mac and cheese was good. Me. And whatever Jen said, the Cobb salad's amazing. I think it's awesome. Um, it, I'm yes. not the biggest salad fan, and I love that salad. Absolutely love it. I love a Cobb salad. This Cobb salad was soggy. 
I just, uh, I struggled with this hot Cobb salad. It was over chopped. That was what it was. Yes. The problem was it was over chopped and, and the, the turkey was mealy in my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, not, it was not a good experience. I, I did not like the martini one no, bit. No, I didn't like the martini. Oh my God. The martini's amazing. I loved the cake though. That grapefruit cake. And I don't think Jen liked it. One of I don't even like remember. It. No, I love the that's, cake. That's, it was unforgettable cake. for no, me. Five Mosca stars for the grapefruit cake. It. I don't really eat sweets. It was, although the older I get, the more I do. Fancy that. Um, <laughs> but it was delicious. My feeling about the Hollywood Brown Derby is just as much as it is a throwback to the glam of old Hollywood, the menu and the food is executed in my mind a lot like restaurants of the 1980s and before where like there were just like you could get beef wellington and it was always exactly the same and you could get you know uh just the like like trout amandine and all those sort of classic american things i feel like this is the same kind of execution of food yeah i will say so we tried some other stuff when i was there with my family i had um the tuna carpaccio that was awesome um, they did a really good job with that one. Yes, it's, you know, tuna carpaccio, but it was really, really good. Um, we also tried the burger, the brown derby burger I thought was awesome. Um, they do a little bit different where they put bacon jam on it and then they add the fried egg, which oh, is- I love the fried I, egg. Yeah. I remember saying that while we were there that I really regretted not getting the brown derby burger. Yes. So- I always hesitate to get a burger at a restaurant like this because- at Disney, when I'm doing a quick service, I'm likely to get a burger. So, yeah. but, but that the burger does sound delicious. So I am not going to be a one and done on this one. I yeah. want to try it again. I was just incredibly disappointed that our famous Cobb salad, which is literally what it's called on the menu was, was in my opinion, really crappy, <laughs> but I want to try the filet with Walt Disney's roast beef hash, because I, I think that was like his favorite was roast beef yeah. hash. I would be sea scallops with chipotle glazed pork belly. Sounds amazing. I want to so, say we got that one too. We, Eric and I were, we didn't eat all day and then we got there for dinner. Um, like, one of everything, one of everything go. Um, so yeah, I think we did that, but yeah, I will say that burger was delicious. Um, I like the chopped salad and lots of other people do. Obviously. Um, but yeah, Maybe the grapefruit cake. It was just a cake, bad day. It might have yeah. been. The grapefruit cake is a, like that. You have to order it. You can't go in there without ordering that dessert. I love it. That martini. But you know what? I, I just, the martini, I think, reminded me of an orange Julius. <laughs> have you ever had an orange Like a Julius? creamsicle because it a was like creamy and A creamsicle, and but citrusy. not a good creamsicle. Yeah. It was, it was grapefruit. Mm. Grapefruit's not my favorite yeah. fruit. Um, but I love favorite. grapefruit. That's the thing. See, I was, maybe it's the see. I hate grapefruit, but love that drink. Mm. Love the cake. Well, there you go. Yeah, that says a go. lot, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so off the beaten path, maybe not so much a hidden gem. Maybe more of like a hidden precious metal. Yes, definitely off the beaten path. Definitely something that if you want to try to get this reservation, you're not going to have an issue with it. Um, so on that note, that's that's great. And I mean, maybe we just had a bad day. Maybe I'll try it again and get you the should. burger. I'll try it again. I'm getting the scallops in the burger. I would, if, I try it, if I try it again, I would love to try it in the lounge. Yeah, the lounge yeah. just looks great. And it's outside for people watching. Yeah. All right. So that's the parks. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Disney Springs. Um, again, yes. we like a lot of restaurants in Disney Springs. They're, um, in fact, we, we've said more than once that some of our favorite restaurants are not in the theme parks at all. Yeah. So, which means Disney Springs and then our very favorites are in the resorts. But um, I think what are the most popular ones that people ask of you to book in Disney Springs? For me, it's paddlefish and boathouse and Ragland. homecoming Raglan road yeah um which you can't go wrong with any of those really they're yeah. all great they're all great but there are many many more restaurants that i feel like locals know about in disney springs um and certainly we discovered wine bar george recently when we were mm -hmm. down there um and again you know not not the easiest to get a reservation, but not the hardest. 
Lori and I just walked up. Didn't we just walk up? We just walked up. So we were a party at two. It was later. I think by the time we got yeah, there, yeah. it was like nine o'clock. And we sat at the bar. Yeah. And we sat at the bar. Um, so not as difficult, um, to get in, but definitely, I think with those Disney spring restaurants, they're a little different. So definitely, you know, try walking up to some of them, especially this one. This one I think is the most underbooked, um, other than a few of the other ones, but it's in a popular location across from Boathouse, Mm -hmm. um, but, and by homecoming, but it's just, it's, it's very underbooked. It is. And you can't walk up to homecoming and expect no. them to ever seat you. And Raglan Road even too. I mean, you could get pretty lucky because that's a little bit of a bigger venue. But I mean, off the beaten path, Wine Bar George is there. There's you're going to find availability. Yeah, yeah. usually. Um, it, you know, yeah. Um, so let's talk about the atmosphere. It's 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 a multi floored restaurant. Yeah. It just feels like a regular restaurant. It feels like a regular modern swanky restaurant. There's like a wine bar. There's yeah. the bars are the bar is beautiful on each floor. There's one, I believe. Um, we sat upstairs, we sat at the bar, yada yada, and we got some small plates. So they have a bunch of small plates, cheese and charcuterie mm-hmm. boards, just a couple of entree choices, and then they have some family style, like the sea bass, the whole fish kind of thing for two to four people or a steak, I want to say. So you can do that. Lori and I opted for just small plates. Yes. Um, I think we got we got some sort of You've heard of like Iberico ham. It's like Serrano ham. Mm. It's like a Spanish ham. Well, they just did like an Iberico pork. Like it was like a tenderloin, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was, it was supposed to be the Brussels sprouts. It's not listed on their menu right now, but it was, we'd ordered it because we thought it was Brussels sprouts. Right. It came with shaved Brussels sprouts and like a sauce. And right. And we were like, oh, we'll have the Brussels sprouts. And he was like, no, no, no. It's pork covered in Brussels sprouts. And we were like, oh, okay. (laughs) It was delicious. Mm. Sounds really good. Oh, yeah, there it is. So it's the pork uh, pluma. Pluma? Pork pluma, yeah. Yeah. So So it's shaved Brussels sprouts and then a blackberry sauce on top. It it literally, it was delicious, but that's, we just read it and we were like, oh, Brussels sprouts. And he's like, no, 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 pork. Um, so it was. We were like, even better. (laughs) We're like, sure. Sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, it was delicious. And then we got the I meatballs. love small plates. Me yeah. too. I'm, I like a I'm little sad I missed everything. this one. Yeah. yeah. The oh, meatballs I think we got, got meatballs and delicious. Delish. And did we get octopus salad yeah. here? And then we got it's the octopus good. salad. It's pretty much a guarantee that if there's octopus on a menu, I'm ordering it because yeah. I just love it and I don't make it. Um I will be honest, I don't remember this octopus salad that well. Could have been the bourbon. <laughs> I remember it was a little bit <laughs> grilled, right? It was like a grilled. It's a grilled octopus. It's very, I won't say basic because I just feel like, I feel like some of the plates, sometimes they only have like three, four ingredients and they are basic plates, but then they're very, very good. They, they pack in so well. much flavor. Yeah. That's, That's my favorite really, kind of food. That's all yeah, you really simple. need to do to octopus is grill it and throw on salt and pepper and lime. Or yeah. That's, no. yeah, really they did simple. like. A lemon vinaigrette. It was delicious. There was a lot of octopus there. A lot. It was. Um, So, I mean, for the two of us, and we were hungry, we just ordered those three and we were good. Yeah, they were big. They were big dishes. Yeah. So we enjoyed that. We didn't get a dessert, I don't think. And no. And it was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. So, what do you think about this one? Family date night? So, I think family could definitely do it. It does. So we just talked about the appetizers. It does do um, charcuterie boards and then the entrees are shared. So they have a short ribs and then a chicken that you can share table side. And then they have family style plates that you can save as well or share as well. I'm actually taking my entire extended family and my family there on December 30th. Um, so there's enough. My kids love charcuterie boards though. Um, so that's, that's a, a point to note. We were talking about reservations. My kids love charcuterie too. Yeah. When did you make you, so you have 10 people. So we have 10 people. So it, making reservations for 10 people is really tricky. Mm-hmm. It usually does not work on the, my Disney. So I actually, the restaurants in Disney Springs, you can physically call the restaurant. It's amazing. Um, so I, you actually, I actually called the restaurant. I was able to reserve and get a reservation because we have a larger group. Um, so that part was really nice. Um, 
And that's awesome. And they had space is my point. Like they December 30th is coming up. It's a very busy week at Disney. Very busy. And you made this reservation within 60 days. Uh, yeah, actually, I think I was like 62 days because I wanted to make sure I was in there before the 60 days hit. Right. Because you have a resort reservation. So Correct. you can do the 60 plus length of stay. Yes. All right. So that's great to know, though. Yes. You were able to get in at a reasonable time on a good day on a very busy week. On a very busy week. And we mentioned we did not get desserts because ganachery is two stores down. That's right. We had to do that. They also, they, so that I is, think this is. That's smart eating. <laughs> I think this is a good family one. I think it's a good date one. Lori's mentioned in the past also that you can walk up and get a charcuterie board to go and picnic in Disney Springs if you want to yep. do that. So we like that idea. And also didn't know this. There's a weekend brunch Saturdays and Sundays. Mm. Yeah, right. So if you're departing on a Saturday or a Sunday, I would consider getting a little a fill up at, at Wine Bar George before. And again, before off home. the beaten path because so many people rush to do the homecoming brunch. Mm -hmm. And then there's another brunch somewhere, uh, House of Blues. And also mm -hmm. does a boathouse. We should do a brunch show. We need to sample the brunches. That means we have to be down for several weekends in a row. That's, I, I, I'm down. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. I mean, I'm, I'm all for brunch every single time. And I peeked at this brunch menu before because I was looking around at things. It's very similar to Homecoming. Mm, um, cool. So it would be really interesting because they have to like- To do a, a comparison. Fried, yeah, they have like a fried chicken biscuit. They have sausage gravy and biscuits. They have, it's okay. it's a little similar. I think we got, we've got our next uh, podcast episode. There you right. go. We'll have to stay on a Saturday and Sunday because I think they only do these brunches on the weekends, actually. I'm sure of it. Yeah. All right. So last but not least, let's go to the resorts because this one, I'm just going to end the suspense for you right now. We all agree on this one. This one is an off the beaten path, yeah. hidden gem. Two thumbs up for this one. Like I said earlier, we're huge fans of resort dining. You might argue we think that the best restaurants at all of Walt Disney World can be found at the resorts. And top of our list, one of the top, I can't, I can't say it's not hard to list. narrow down. Yeah. yeah. But at the top, one of the top of our list is in a place that you would least expect. It's not even in a deluxe resort. It's at the Grand Estino Tower in Coronado Springs. And it is Toledo Tapas Steak and Seafood. Um, I'm calling it the hiddenest gem of all. I know that's not proper English, but whatever. <laughs> no, but it is true. It's it is the, the best. So this is a Spanish inspired restaurant with steak and seafood and tapas as indicated in the name and it's at the top floor of the Grandestino tower and to the right when you get off the elevator is the dahlia lounge which is also great super be in a bar that's busy there were a lot of people in there because coronado is the convention resort so there's always adults milling about without children and they're going to the bars anyway and then to the left is toledo which is a very giant room with high ceilings and glass on both sides, just sort of overlooking the whole resort in a way that reminded me of California Grill. Not as big as California I, Grill. I was going to make the same comparison because yeah. Dahlia Lounge, too, is like that, but also a little bit like Topolino's mm -hmm. because it has that big patio you can go. It's not quite as big as Topolino's patio, but you can go out on the patio and look, especially at night, you can see Epcot, you can see the resort. It's really cool. Yeah. It shows the back part of Galaxy's Edge too, which is really yes. cool at night. Yeah. Um, we saw there at night. I just, I love this restaurant. I love yeah. it. We went here for Thanksgiving and we chose to forego all Thanksgiving foods and I've never been Smart. happier in my life. And I think it's I'm not surprising there. that we love this because a lot of the restaurants that we've been talking about tonight, we talk about the small plates and how much we like that. And that's kind true. of basically the thing of this restaurant. It's true. Can... This one has more choices for entrees than Wine, yes. Bar, Wine Bar George did, Definitely. which is nice. So, and I think again, with this menu, a lot of people can be a little scared because it's Spanish inspired, but it, it's pretty basic food. We're talking about steaks. There was a chicken dish that one of my my friend who is is a fairly picky eater she actually thought it was a little bland so so there's stuff for everybody um as far as atmosphere goes i did mention the high ceilings and the glass and it's absolutely beautiful and it's a very beautiful artful like think like dolly and picasso sort of art modern spanish art kind of look but um uh it's loud. It's loud. Yes. The ceilings are really tall. Yeah. Um, that's 
probably a complaint for me in most Disney restaurants. I was gonna say, but at the same point that the the ceilings are so high up, yeah. but gorgeous because they have, you know, it's a high ceiling restaurant. It has all these really cool lights and globes and everything else going in there to go with the decor. But then at the same point, it does. It can get very noisy in there. It can get very noisy. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just echoey, but otherwise absolutely love it. I mean, uh, the decor in the whole resort goes up into the restaurant. Everything is, is very, um, like Picasso. Yes. Right. It's yeah. cool. I love it. I will say the only downfall to this resort is it is really a hidden gem because to get or over it's to hard Coronado to get there. is hard to get there. You are essentially taking in by it unless you're heading from a park. Or, you know, at the end of your Hollywood Studios day, because there's right. nothing worth eating there anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't eat at Hollywood Brown Derby. Take your bus over to Coronado Springs. It's funny, because recently Reed and I did an episode, was it just last week, where we aired about our trip. And um, we actually really love the location of Coronado Springs if you have a car. Because yeah. something about, and I, I, like I said on that episode, I don't have the Disney World Resort map really that well laid out in my head that I know how to drive You're not Lori. You're not map. I mean, the roads too? Yeah. So, so then you can explain something about where Coronado Springs Resort is situated on the property. It is like as soon as you turn off the Disney highway, whatever it's yeah. called, you're right there at the entrance. It, yeah. No matter where you're trying to go, it's seven minutes away if you have say- a car. It's a weird place because in terms of a car, it's super close. In terms of the the parks, it's literally on the back edge yes. of Galaxy's Edge. Yes. At this point, I'm pretty sure you might be able to see the new Star Wars Hotel from there because where it's located from the back oh, edge. Yeah, probably. And then Maybe. you're seeing the other side of Epcot on the other side of it. So it is located to both of the parks. It's that's so, so central. transportation. No, it's just the bus transportation that's a problem. Yeah. But if you have a car, it's... It, I'm t- I am going to recommend it to everyone I know who drives because I love this resort, but, and I love this restaurant. Um, I will say you were talking about the views. So we could see harmonious from our table. Yeah. Only the fireworks, which don't really stand alone, like maybe at magic kingdom, but still it was really cool. I had no idea it's that was going to happen. It's a little bonus. It's a part. That's why it's just, it'll be interesting to see at some point in time, if they ever do an expansion on the Skyliner, this is the resort they would do the expansion to because of where it's located. That's how close it is to those two resorts and to everything else. Um, Which would make this resort so much more appealing. It really would. I know, but it would also then make it so much more expensive. I like this (laughs) one's got a great price point. This is deluxe at moderate pricing. I really like it. It is. The lobby is really cool. You know, the tower is beautiful. It's a cool resort to kind of walk around. Um, I just, you know, if you can get over the fact of trying to get there, um, the restaurant yeah. gorgeous. My family loved it. Um, yeah, it is. A, it is harder to get to. I, and But if you're saying, I thought it was great. It I got, is the again, hiddenest gem. Yeah, yeah. I got surprise, surprise. I got, and I ended up just getting small plates for myself. Everyone I was with got entrees, but I got the octopus, surprise, surprise, with potatoes and chimichurri sauce. I've, I've eaten octopus in a lot of places. I've eaten octopus in Greece, not to sound snooty, but they are the kings of octopus. This melted in my mouth like no other octopus I have ever I'm eaten. starving. <laughs> <laughs> I made everyone at the table try it. I will say not every bite was that tender, but most bites were. It was fantastic. I, I was going to say, it. we just did starters. I think me, Eric, the kids, one or two of the kids ordered like uh, uh, kid meals. But Eric and I just did, we did starters and we did charcuterie board and we were good. We never touched the entrees. I'm starving. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting hungry too. I can't even talk about it. I don't think that we did dessert. Did you do? No, I know we did dessert. I just don't remember it that we well. We did only, that. but I didn't. Oh no, we tried the, we we tried that one. Um, we tried the um, cafe con leche. That one was good. Um, and But then they had one because it was Thanksgiving night. So they did have um, a tray of like Thanksgiving desserts because I remember eating pumpkin pie Um, because that was the only part of Thanksgiving that I missed was pumpkin pie. Mm. So yeah, you got to have pumpkin pie. Yeah. So I know we had that, um, but delicious. It The food was awesome. And it's one of those places too, where I think if you're with a group of people that are like, yes, I'm at Disney, but maybe one of them. Right. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, you could say that about the whole resort, really. It yeah. doesn't really feel as Disney as the others, but that's yes. kind of why I love it too. Like, I love it. All right. So with so with all of these fantastic restaurants, we say try each and every one of them out, except maybe one. That's one mouse tip <laughs> for you. <laughs> or if you like what I say, go to Brown Derby. That's right. Or listen to Lori. <laughs> Lori, what other tips might you have? All right, sure. so one of the biggest tips other than to go to eat at Brown Derby is um, the Disney Springs restaurants. Um, they are, they're not, they're, Disney runs them. They are on My Disney Experience, but they are on open table. Um, it is a lot easier to get a reservation for the Disney Spring restaurants on open table than what it is on My Disney Experience. So if you strike out on My Disney Experience, open up that open table app. Um, and majority of the restaurants are all listed there and it is a lot easier. And if you have a party of eight or more, just give them a call. There you go. So with Disney Springs restaurants, there is another way. Yes. I would always start with my Disney experience just because it's nice to have it all in that account together. But if that, if you strike yeah. out, you know, or if you have a big party or you need to change something. Yes. I like it. All right. So, awesome. Yeah. All right. So thank you for spending another episode with us. If you've enjoyed this crazy podcast episode and you are starving like we are, please be sure to subscribe <laughs> to our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you'll never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. It really does help. For the latest news out of Disney, don't forget to visit our blog at Mouskamoms with an S blog.com and join our group on Facebook at Disney Planning and Chat by Mouskamoms. All of these links will be in our show notes. So look for those and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Soon. Why? Because we like you.